0: It's time now for the complete story of public news and information feature of Bot Radio Network to keep you informed about the most important issues of our day. Now here's the BRN father and son team, Dick and Rich Bot with today's complete story.
1: Yeah, well my word Rich, I'm, I, Christmas is really, is really moving in on us now. Uh, we think of the complete story as the most important stories of the day. Is there any story that we could talk about more than Christmas? Wow.
0: Wow, it comes next weekend.
1: Uh, It comes next weekend pretty quick. All right, now listen. My son-in-law, Galen Gott, recorded a a song that kind of depicts how wonderful, how wonderful this moment in time is, this season of the year,
2: and here it is. It's the most wonderful time of the year With the kids jingle belling and everyone telling you be of good cheer It's the most wonderful time of the year It's the hap-happiest season of It's the most wonderful time of the year. There'll be much mistletoeing and hearts will be glowing when loved ones are near. It's the most wonderful time of the year. All right,
1: there it is, you see. And uh, uh, Shirley and I were invited to lunch Uh, last week, maybe 10 days ago, to Monty Sheridan's house. Uh, She has been a friend of ours for many years. or She's a widow now. And there was another couple that we hadn't seen for a long time, but we'd known for many years, Mike and Jan Whitehead. So it was just us that were there, having exactly the kind of time that you just heard expressed in this song. And then Monty said, "Before you all go now, before we break up, I have a a Christmas um, devotional. Devotional, a Christmas devotional. I want to share with you folks. Is that all right?" We said, "Oh, sure, love to hear it." And Rich, you were not there, were you? No, this will be the first time I've heard it. Well, all the time I was listening, I was thinking, "I want to share this." With our radio audience, with our Bot Radio Network family. So, Monty Sheridan, welcome to the microphone. The people are out there and they want
3: to hear what we heard. Thank you, Dick. Didn't we have a good time that oh, Sunday yeah. at oh, lunch yeah. and then the afternoon? I was so excited I couldn't hardly sleep that night. <laughs> we laughed and had the best time. Thank you for coming. Yeah. Okay. Well, well, well we're glad to have been there and thank you for coming today. Sure. Uh, you know when i think about christmas there's so many things that i think about billy graham said one time in a sermon that there were three things that we cannot live without the first one is without the shedding of blood there's no remission of sin secondly is without faith it's impossible to please god and the third one is jesus said without me you can't do anything so i want to concentrate on that middle one today On how we can please God and that's through our faith let's go back to Abraham in the Old Testament right quick remember God told him I'm gonna make a great nation out of your people look at the stars in the sky your descendants are going to be as many as those stars and he didn't even have a, a, a child at that time but you know what Abraham had faith he believed God he went out and he got everything ready to leave God said you go You get ready, and then I'll tell you where to go. Does that take faith? I think so. (laughs) But God said because he believed him, he said God counted it to him as perfect. He was perfect because he believed him. He had faith in him. And then, later on, God put him through the test again. When he told him to take, after he did have a son, Isaac, he said, take that son and offer him as a sacrifice. And you know what? Abraham didn't flinch he just got busy to go he got took his servants and he took his donkey and they went to prepare to offer his own son for sacrifice and then God said no stop he said there is an animal over in the thicket you go get that one that's the sacrifice but that was the test that he went through and he faced God and did that and then let's let's move to Job right quickly Job, well, he loved God, and God had given him everything. He had wonderful riches. And And God had blessed him. God had blessed him. And one day Satan said to God uh, uh, that he'd been out around looking at the world. And, of course, you know what Satan does. He kills, steals, and destroys. And God said, well, have you seen my servant, Job? And he said, well, no wonder he's so good is because you have blessed him with great riches. And he said, you take those riches away, and you'll just see. So God said, okay. And so he did. He took his cattle. He took his crops. He took his servants. And then he took his ten children, seven boys and three girls. And you know, that cut the heart right into Job. That hurt him so badly. But you know what? Satan said, if you do that to him, he'll curse you to your face. But he didn't. Job remained faithful. Okay. And so when God said to him afterwards, you saw, he, my servant Job is blameless. He said, well, you know, that was all outside of his body. You touch his body and you'll see he'll curse you right to your face. And he said, well, it have at it, so to speak. He said, you go ahead, but you cannot have his life. Well, you know when a man gets married? God looks at him and his wife as one. So that meant that Job nor his wife would be touched with death. But boy, did Satan ever hurt Job physically. Yeah. He had boils. I mean, it was awful. He went through days and days and days. And he lost everything. And he, lost, he had lost everything, and then he is really sick. Well, finally... Yeah, and, you know, Job was so wonderful. He said, the Lord gives, the Lord takes away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. There's the faith of Job. And so God said um, one day, he, after so many days and so much turmoil with his friends and all, you know, the scriptures, finally, finally, God and Job had a talk. And after that talk, Job said, you know, I have heard of you, but now I see you with my eyes. And right after that, it says that Job prayed for his friends, and then God doubled everything that Job had before. And, you know, it's really interesting. He doubled the cattle. He doubled the servants. He doubled the crops. But you know what he didn't double? At that moment, he gave him 10 more children. Why did he just give him 10? Because he'd had 10 before. He should have had 20 children, right? No, because those 10 children that he had before were not lost they were in heaven with god uh-huh. so god yeah. blessed job now let's let's hurry uh to modern day the last 200 centuries and let's talk about martin luther you know martin luther wanted so much to be a righteous man and he just was grieved because he felt like he was a sinner yeah and so f- one day he joined the monastery to become a month he thought that'll help me to be a righteous man So he gets in the monastery, and guess what he does? He keeps going to the priest, and he keeps confessing sin after sin. Finally, one day, the priest said, you go back, don't come back here until you have something big to confess. So Martin Luther goes back, and he gets into the Word of God, as he always did, though. And I'm surprised he hadn't seen this before now, because it's in the Old Testament. Actually, it's even in the book of Habakkuk, and it's all through the New Testament and smattering around in the Old Testament, too. And he, when he read this, it changed his life. The just shall be live by faith. The righteous will live by faith, as in other scriptures. Uh, it's said many different ways, but the righteous shall live by faith. And that's what Martin took a hold of, and it changed his life, and he changed the world to a degree with that knowing. Now, what wonderful examples we have of faith. Now, let's come to today in the scripture that we're talking about, the most beautiful story, the birth of Jesus, the beautiful Christmas story. And we look at Mary, okay, Mary, bless her heart. She was probably between 14 and 16 years old when the angel came and told her that she was going to have a baby. See, Monty,
1: people don't realize that today. Mary was not a 25-year-old woman. Right, Mary was between 14 and 16. And they took
3: marriage seriously. Right. And so when the angel came and told her, uh, you know, naturally she was confused. and She said, how could this be? I'm not married. And he said, well.
1: And I've never known a man. I mean,
3: she was that's a virgin. Right. That's right. And so the angel told her, he said, you will, uh, you will be conceived by the Holy Spirit, and you will have the Messiah, the Son of God, and he will change the world. And, of course, what a beautiful story. You read it in Luke 2 and then um, after the angel left you know what she said i am your servant lord and she started praising the lord and thanking him and what a beautiful young christian she was and what great faith she had yes and then uh let's go to joseph you know <laughs> god had to have just the right couple to be the parents of his only son and so joseph we look at him and so many, many times he's kind of pushed to the background But, oh, my, was he a man of God. Don't you love to see a man? He was a young
1: man. He was a young man, see? By today's standards, he was a
3: very young man, as as was Mary. That's true. And so, Joseph, uh, when it's really something, after the angel told Mary that she was going to have a baby, she left and went to see Elizabeth. And, you know, Elizabeth was expecting John the Baptist, who was a cousin, Consequently, then, uh, they spent some time talking and just enjoying one another. But when she came back and Joseph sees her, guess what he sees? He sees that she is going to have a baby. And, you know, she never said a word. She left all of that up to God. Well, who's going to believe her anyway? Even if she said something, nobody would believe her. But the angel of the Lord went to Joseph, and he said, Don't be afraid. To take her as your wife and you know this is another thing I, I like about joseph when he realized she was pregnant he was looking for a way to put her away privately because back then a woman could be killed for doing such a thing so i love this man of principle who was able to look beyond his grief and disappointment but to think about her because he loved her so much and then uh Another thing I love about Joseph is when the Holy Spirit of the living God went to, the angel of the Lord went to Joseph and said, Get up, take Mary and the baby and go to Egypt because Herod's trying to kill them. He didn't say, Well, I'm awful tired. Let's wait a later on till I, you know, it's dark. <laughs> he didn't say that because if he had, a, it very well could have been over. Yes. Herod could have gotten there. So he was so good to get up and go and do what the angel he was so obedient now we have to have faith and we're talking about faith the faith of mary and joseph and all the others in the old testament but you know what faith and faith alone is what is pleasing to god however everything,
1: everything you've said monty everything you've said all the way back through the old testament and moving on up into the new testament everything you've said is
3: about immense faith And nothing else. That's right. And, you know, that's the only thing that satisfies God is our faith in him. He wants us to believe what he he has said to us. Of course, you know, the number one commandment is to love him. And if you love him, that's where the faith comes in. You believe him. If we have faith, guess what's going to happen? It's going to change our behavior. And you can see that. You can see that because Joseph believed Whenever the angel said, get up and go, he got up and went. And you know what? If you and I believe, we're going to be obedient. We're going to love. We're going to do what God tells us to do, too. Yeah. This is the beautiful, beautiful Christmas story. It really is. Tell us about the
1: manger tell us about the housing shortage, Absolutely. Tell, us about, tell us about the young couple that showed up in that town so he could, so Joseph could pay his taxes,
3: and there was no place to go. That's right. So Joseph went, and he tried to find a place, and they said, we don't have place here at the inn, but there is a stable, and there's some, uh, you know, it'll be nice and warm out there, and here are some blankets. And so they went to the stable, and that was where our precious Lord was born. He left his throne in glory to come, to be born in a stable. And uh, then it was about like about eight days later that they stayed there uh, because she just had a baby, and the baby was just newborn. They went to, uh, for the purification rites, and there they met Simeon. And remember, Simeon, he'd been told that he would not die until he saw the Messiah. And oh, how happy he was. And when he saw that baby, he told them things that Mary and Joseph were just astounded to hear. And then he looked at Mary and he said, a sword will pierce your soul. No one was ever given an honor like Mary. No woman, no man, nobody like Mary to be the mother of the Messiah. And that was the greatest. But also, what a heart-wrenching thing to see that baby that she had in Bethlehem hanging on the cross and dying for you and me. But now let's look at Joseph. Joseph. No man has ever been given that privilege, either, to be the like the stepfather of the Messiah. But God knew His men, and God knew His women, and He knew just the right couple. And you know,
1: Amanti, everything you've said now takes us right up to the faith that the wise men had, following a star, for goodness sake. And the wise men, they had faith, it's an example of stepping out on faith. And then of course the shepherds. For goodness sake, shepherds had no education. They didn't have a PhD among them or anything else, but they had faith. That's right. And the shepherds were like the wise men. Each group in society had to have faith or they would get lost and it wouldn't it wouldn't it
3: wouldn't be their Christmas, would it? That's right. That's exactly right. And, you know, to talk about Jesus is the most wonderful thing we can do. You know, Jesus is the answer to every dilemma, every problem, and, you know, if you want to know how to have to be able to go through difficult times and still have faith, and just look at Job. Look at the Bible. And, it, you know, he was looking forward. The Old Testament people were looking forward to Jesus. We look back to Jesus. And he's just the answer to all of our needs and all of our problems. Yeah. Well, that's what Shirley
1: and I and the whiteheads enjoyed hearing you say. But we've got some time left.
3: Uh, how did you conclude it? I want the listeners to catch that. Well, I, I tell you one thing. If you want to have joy, you keep Jesus in your heart and you share him every day with somebody.
1: Absolutely. <laughs> that, you see, folks, is what Christmas is about. Think about it. Think about it. I wanted our bot Radio Network family to hear it exactly as we heard it. What about you, Rich?
0: Joy to the world is what it comes to my mind. <laughs> the greatest the greatest joy.
1: Yeah. There's a song, All Because of Christmas. Think about this folks. It's all because of Christmas. Here it is. All
2: because of Christmas. There's joy in my heart All because of Christmas Every year this feeling starts All because the Savior Was born of a virgin girl All because of Christmas There's hope for all the world
1: Uh, Monty, uh, another thing that Shirley and I took away from the luncheon is that you have always been you. You've been a little girl. You've been a daughter. Uh, You've been a teenager. You've been a young woman. And then you met Jerry and you got married. And then you've had a family. And now you have grandchildren. Do you have any great grandchildren yet? Six. Oh my goodness sakes! So now you've got six great grandchildren, mm-hmm. and you know what you're talking about. You know the the mountaintops, great, wonderful. Let's celebrate. But you also know the valleys. Through your lifetime, you know that Christ is the answer
3: and god is the husband of the widow is that right that's right that's right you know he said he would be the husband to the widow and it's just unbelievable you know today i w- i was supposed to have some people come and trim the trees and they were going to meet with me at one o'clock and i said oh i can't do that because i'm going to bots so i changed it do you know i looked out my window and they were trimming trees across the street and so i called them over and i said i've got some trimming." I said, give me an estimate, and they gave me an estimate, and guess what? They're trimming them right now. Does God take care of me, or what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, how are you going to celebrate Christmas? Well, my children are coming over. Um, you know, I have some family down in Texas that will be uh, down there this year, and I have uh, one son-in-law, grandson, a, a grandson who will be up in Minnesota with her parents this but you know we've got such a big 32 as of next may i've got three babies in the oven (laughs) great-grandchildren and as of next may i will have 32 people in our family so if some have to be gone and we share with the the in-laws or whomever we still have a good group yeah um
1: and i wanted our extended family the bot radio network family to feel and hear and experience what we've been talking about what about you, Rich?
0: Well, I just has been a delightful time, and I really appreciate that devotional that you shared. Thank, Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Monty.
1: Thank I'm, the Lord. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, that's for sure. I tell you what, folks, um, it's all because of Christmas. There isn't a holiday, there isn't a season uh, in the whole twelve months of the year that means. What this holiday does, what this celebration does, what this moment does, and hopefully you can share that with your family and with your grandchildren and with your great-grandchildren. And, Monty, you have done a great job doing that because you have really—you have those little grandkids and, and tell them Bible stories, don't you?
3: That's right, uh- Yes, you know, my one grandson, Brett Hilton, he uh, asked me to send him scriptures when he was at college, so I sent him a scripture every day, texted it, and after a year, I put them in a book for him, and uh, he had texted me and said, hey, Nana, can you do something for me? Nana, you see. That's right. <laughs> all the grandkids call you Nana. That's right, and a lot of their friends do, too. <laughs> so you put it all in a book for him. Yes, I did, uh-huh.
1: See, I remember when you told me that, and it meant a lot to me because, first of all, you did it. And secondly, he appreciated it. Yes. And then you then reciprocated again by putting it in a book. So he would always have it as a treasure and then
2: he
3: was going with a girl then and now he's married isn't he i was so glad he married her because she was all through that book too and would a comment about certain scriptures that i had sent because she asked me to put her on the list too so you know yeah. after i put it in the book everybody in the family got yeah. a good copy of it
1: all right well we got to get to some some listener comments sure let's hear a little of our family out there And what they've had to say.
0: We have some wonderful listener comments. The first one is a powerful testimony, and I'm so delighted. Her name is Jenny, and she's from Ashgrove, Missouri. Okay, here it is.
4: This is Jenny, and I am in Ashgrove, Missouri. And in just a couple days, it'll be the two-year anniversary of my husband's overdose. We just had a super crazy year after that. I was pregnant, lost my baby, and then I got cancer, and things just were super crazy, and I started driving for Amazon, delivering packages. And during that time, I stumbled across Fox Radio, and I just cannot tell you how many times I turned on the radio, and there was a sermon about exactly what I was feeling during this time. It's neat because God used this job of driving all day to really help heal so many things in my heart. And I am now cancer-free and doing well, and things are returning to normal, as normal as possible anyway. And I just wanted to tell you guys that the ministry you're doing has really impacted me in so many positive ways. And I now am going to be working with the post office, and so I'll still be able to listen radio and i'm so excited about that so i've been uh, praying for you guys i'm going to continue
1: to do that and yeah uh, i just want to say thank you that's hug. great now you know what she's a member of our family isn't she our
0: listening family She's one of
1: the listening family and uh, and you see her husband i think uh, overdosed so boy that's a problem that's a sadness and then she had cancer so sometimes there Lost are those deep child. valleys
0: yes indeed and dad you know she's out there delivering packages and this is a busy busy time (laughs) for people that do that thank you whether it's for amazon or the post office thank you jenny here's a gentleman hi this is keith from boom boom mississippi 25 years ago 26 years ago back around 1996 i was in college i got really uh tired of listening to the normal heavy metal and other music that i had been listening to and uh i switched it over to the am band and just started flipping through channels and run across 6:40 a.m. and uh, it was Chuck Swindoll and I was immediately hooked. Oh. And I thought, my goodness, this is this is great stuff. Oh man, life! Thank you for listening and thank you for hearing the word of God is preached by Chuck Swindoll. Here's
4: a lady. This is Susan from Rapid City, South Dakota, and I listen to Thought Radio. I, I guess I found it this summer, and I've listened to it ever since. I listen to it every day. I really enjoy it. It's really helping me. So thank you for the Christian radio station you've provided, and God bless.
2: Okay, let's hear a gentleman now. I just wanted to tell you how well we really enjoy bought Radio. It's just nothing else like it out there. You're just a light in a very dark world. And I thank God for all the programs we, the Unshackled, Dr. Jeremiah. Just, I hate to start in because all of them are great. Your programs are just superb. I enjoy telling my kids about you. I try to get them involved in, in spirituality. I thank God for you. Keep up the good work. May God bless and keep you Well,
0: thank you, well, Thank my you. Dear Let friend. me give you the number. Quickly. 1 800 345 2621. That's 1 eight hundred three four five two six two one. 345 2621. Give
1: us a call. And thank you, Monty Sheridan, for being with us. This is Dick Bott with this chapter of The Complete Story with my son Rich, and we'll see you later. God bless.